How's it going, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. I'm with an old friend, Jason Clinton. How we doing, Jason? Doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm excited about this. We haven't we haven't talked in forever, so this will be really really fun to catch up. Yep. So, uh, before we talk about kind of how we met and all that, why don't you just give everybody a quick rundown on uh, what you're doing currently? kind of what you specialize in and uh yeah then we'll, we'll kind of kick it off yeah definitely um right now i'm currently working as a full-time personal trainer for uh franciscan health fitness centers in Sherrillville, which is basically in northwest indiana so we are a suburb of chicago i know most people probably never heard of Sherrillville, indiana but just think of a suburb in chicago there um we are a medical fitness association facility which is pretty dope. All of our staff is certified in CPR, AED. We have uh, physical therapy side. We have physicians. Uh, pretty much the whole gamut. Facility is 200,000 square feet. So pretty pretty sweet place to work right now. I feel wow. like I, I've started at the bottom and I ended up right here, right now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty sweet place to be. But uh, as far as what I do, like if I really like want to just describe what I do besides saying I'm just a personal trainer. Like I just consider myself a strength coach. I feel like that's what I do best when it comes down to it. Like I just teach people how to get strong. Mm. So that's, that's, if you ask me if it's just me and you talking, I'm a strength coach. That's Perfect. What, you working with me, you're going to get strong. That's awesome. Yep. That's cool. I think so often, uh, like that's, that's how I wanted to describe myself when I was working in like the, uh, uh, the corporate setting. Like I didn't want to just be another personal trainer because anybody can be a personal trainer. Yeah. But if you're a strength coach, that's something different. Yeah. So, and that's a, that's a completely unique skill set because really I mean, everybody needs to be strong. Like there's that, uh, that awesome saying by Brett Contreras, like, um, when people talk about how, you know, lifting weights is dangerous. He's like, yeah, lifting weights is dangerous, but you know, what's even more dangerous being weak exactly so everybody can benefit from being strong so yeah. strength coach that's what's up yeah so i tell, tell my clients straight up like if you're gonna work with me we're gonna get strong we're gonna lift some heavy stuff so get ready get ready yeah mm-hmm. why not why not be resilient why not why not be strong exactly so all right so give uh give us a little bit of uh, history into your personal background, your athletics, um, academics, all of that. So I have my uh, bachelor's degree from uh, University of Indianapolis. I was in physical education and exercise science. Uh, played football there as well too. So that was my uh, my entry to uh, University of Indianapolis. Um, to be honest with you, like I I thought I was gonna be in the NFL. Like I had no thoughts of what I wanted to do in my life but play professional football, right? Mm. So it was just, all right, exercise science seems cool. So let me jump in this and just see what it is. If it helps me be a better football player, I'm all for it. So, <laughs> so that was my entry into it. But I've always been one person or just a person that just loves to work hard anyways. So actually being in the classes and like figuring the science behind what I was doing like just fascinated it's like damn so this is this is an actual reason why i get better from running hills or i get better from lifting weights or doing things like that 
And then you learn how to manipulate those factors. And it was just like, you know, you get that brain explosion experience, like, damn, like I'm hooked now. Right. So <laughs> uh football career didn't pan out like I wanted to, which is fine. It was kind of depressing, but uh definitely fine. I had to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life uh after college. And I had a few hamstring injuries. First time I'd ever been injured before uh, playing football like that, like serious. So I didn't even, I feel like I was almost robbed in my uh, football career just because of having to deal with reoccurring hamstring injuries. It wasn't until later on I I realized the reason why that happened is because of the training that we were doing. Mm. We had a a strength coach at the time, but uh, uh, he had some issues where he couldn't be our strength strength coach anymore so then our uh coaches were our strength coach Mm. so at that time it was just your traditional lifting weights not too much thought into it and just overuse so my hamstrings were shot and uh like I just I always made a pledge to myself like if anybody has the same dream that I had and if they want the opportunity I at least want them to be able to do that and not have to deal with injuries, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. that led me after um, undergrad to attend Soma Institute in Chicago, which is a school of uh, clinical massage therapy. So mm-hmm. I was doing that, ended up moving back to Illinois, and I was working for athletico physical therapy mm-hmm. uh, at the time. So I was working there as a uh, rehabilitation aide. I was doing personal training. And then when I got finally got licensed in uh, clinical massage therapy, I was uh, a massage therapist there as well, too. And a performance enhancement. It was a lot going on because they had like a sports performance uh, center there, too. So I used to I used to run out there to McCook, Illinois. I used to work there. We were contracted to uh, working with certain some high schools in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out my guy, Mike Heckey, real quick, because me and him used to uh, work with the hockey team back in the day too so like we worked with a wide variety of sports this was back in the day you remember like the uh nike spark camps oh yeah oh uh, yeah we used to work those camps all the time it was cool we used to, i still got so much gear all that line green oh yeah yeah so uh we used to do all those type of camps and just different things like that so it was a uh, just an awesome situation now around this time too my oldest son was born now, mm-hmm. I was in basically Chicago area and uh, him and his mom was back in Indianapolis. So at that time it was just it was a struggle. So I mm-hmm. had to I had to go back eventually. Like we couldn't we couldn't sustain that type of relationship, especially with a young child. So mm-hmm. I moved back to Indianapolis. And at that time, too, uh, I decided I wanted to further my education. So I ended up uh, doing the uh, Masters of Science program from California University in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And it was an online program. As well too. So my emphasis with that was in performance enhancement since I was already working with so many athletes. Um, it just seemed like the natural thing to do with me. So working that program, I uh, got my master's of science there. I was working for uh, Acceleration Indiana is what it was called. I think it's still called Acceleration Indiana. But uh, did you ever uh, see those like those high speed treadmills? They go up to like 30 miles an hour, 40% incline. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was us. That's what we did. We specialized in a lot of that speed training. So that was a big emphasis on what I used to do as well, too. It was the strength training, but I was real big on uh, speed training as mm-hmm. well. So that was kind of like my baby because I did have a, a background in uh, just running track in high school and things like that. So 
mm-hmm. uh, through there. Like it's just led me to various uh, places. Of course, where we met, LA Fitness. I've worked That's with right. YMCA's, Cardinal Fit. Like I've been all over the place, man. Physical <laughs> therapy, chiropractic clinic. Like it's just been crazy. So. Yeah. I always tell my client, we do assessments at my facility now, and I always tell people, like, you know what, if you have any question whatsoever, just ask me, because I've probably, <laughs> probably been involved in this somehow, some way, and if I don't know the answer, I know plenty of people that I can get the answer from, so, yeah, but yeah that's just that's just me in a nutshell, though, definitely. <laughs> that's perfect. That's It's got to be so valuable to have that wide array of experiences, yeah. like, that you can just pull from, like, oh, yeah, man, like, I remember covering this stuff, uh, you know, in this situation, you know, at this clinic or over here. And that that's just awesome. That's yeah. that's very cool. So, yes, we met at L.A. Fitness yeah. in Carmel, Indiana. Carmel, Indiana. <laughs> that's right. So I I moved to uh, Indianapolis. It was like January of 2011. I had finished up all my coursework for my master's at Baylor. Right, right. And I was starting my internship and I was working with the Indiana Invaders Professional Running Club. Invaders, I remember that. I remember that. And uh, that was an unpaid internship. So (laughs) I had to figure out how I was going to, you know, put some food on my table. So, uh, man, I looked for a personal training job all over Indianapolis. And I remember going to like Gold's Gyms all over, dropping off my resume, going, I went to one or two LA Fitness uh, gyms, but I did not go to the one in Carmel. Okay. So I dropped it off, I think right. it was like on the west side of town or south yeah. south side of town, whatever. And then a couple days later, I get a call and they're like, hey, you want to come interview in Carmel? And I'm like, at this point, I had no idea where Carmel was. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I, I thought it was the place I had just dropped it off. So, yep. but um, yeah, so it was a little bit of a trek because yeah. I was living like basically downtown Indianapolis um, and uh, started the, you know, came up there, interviewed, got a job there. I was just thinking there were so many trainers there who had at least a college degree but then, like, a few of us were either working on or finishing up our master's. Yep. For for that level of education at a corporate fitness facility, I think it's, it's not very common. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it was a – that was a crazy situation. Yeah. I swear, like, just – just like you said, like, the level of, like, trainers that we had there. Like, I was obviously, like, just seeing you training. I always kept my eyes on everybody, but just seeing you training, like – I just felt like it was an instant connection because I was like, I like what this dude is doing. Like, I, I like what he's doing. I don't, I, I'm going to meet, like, I'm going to definitely introduce myself because <laughs> I, like, I like what this guy is doing. And it was cool, too, working with, because, uh, you know, at LA Fitness, we could work with some of the same clients a lot, too. So, like, you had a very high regard with a lot of the clients that we had mutually as well, too. Like, oh, I love working with Kevin. Like, he does things so differently, but it's like I feel stronger and da da And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, like Kevin's a good guy. <laughs> I love that Kevin. Like, he's, he's real good at what he does. So, <laughs> but definitely, like, I feel like even when me and you, we did eventually meet, like, it was just just instant. Like, we were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I like this guy. So yeah, no, that's yeah, exactly it was, how it was I a crazy feel, situation though. And and even hearing you talk about that too, 
I was still working at um, the Acceleration Indiana as well. And how Carmel is to Indianapolis being on like the very north tip, basically outside, mm-hmm. where I was working at was in Greenwood, Indiana, which was the very south tip of that. Oh, man. So you can imagine what my drives were like. <laughs> I was both of those jobs. Like I drive, I'd start at Acceleration. I go to Carmel. Then oh, I had to come back to acceleration sometimes. Like it was just crazy. Like it was some. Uh, it was definitely some times working at LA Fitness though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's as soon as I saw how you were training your clients, and even more so when I saw you training by yourself. I was like, Yeah, yeah. I was like, Okay, I think I know why he's doing that. Like mm-hmm. I like it's you're not just going and just doing bench press and then doing. Exactly peck deck and then doing yep. you know some reverse flies or some peck fly like it wasn't just like standard training i was like okay like i gotta ask him why he's doing that i think i know why but i want to you know confirm and it was like yeah. after we started you know having these conversations it was like okay our philosophies are like mm-hmm. very very similar they're very grounded yep. you know in the science but the outworking looked so different. <laughs> but it was it like, did, though. It did. It really yeah. did. It but, did. you know, somebody could have seen both of us and been like, wow, either neither of them know what they're doing or only one <laughs> knows what they're doing. Or right. they both know what they're doing, but they're just doing completely different exactly. stuff. And it was like exactly. the, the foundation mm-hmm. was exactly the same. But the way you apply the science can be very, very, you know, yep. different. Yep. So... That was one one of the things that I appreciated about, you know, about watching you most was like, ah, oh, okay, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to think about why he's doing that because I know there's a why. I know there's an underlying reason. It's not yeah. just, you know, because Muscle and Fitness Magazine said so. Exactly. So, in fact, I remember a couple times, um, this was probably a couple months in, so we were we were already you know well acquainted and familiar with each other um but we were all it was a group of us all just sitting at the check-in desk and i don't i don't remember what it was maybe it was nutrition or we were having a debate essentially it was a group debate and at this point i'd been relatively quiet because i like i don't like to you know just jump in and throw my opinion in there even if i think i'm you know decently informed on the subject mm-hmm. and, but i was like all right it's time it's time to start talking <laughs> so i was like you know saying something and then they were like what and i was like yeah and like there's this study and yada 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 and they're like man i don't believe you and then you you strolled up and they were like jason jason kevin says this and, <laughs> and like you didn't even like say anything you were just like and they were like what you're <laughs> How, how can that be? And you were just like, he's right. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Stamp of approval. Exactly. So, I think after that, I think that sort of thing happened pretty often where yep. they'd be like, Kevin, Jason said this. And I was like, well, that's what the science says. Exactly. Or vice versa. So yep. it was good. It's good stuff. But yeah. Confirming each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So. Man, that's so crazy. That was so long ago. That was nope. almost a decade ago. Yeah, damn, that's crazy when you think about it. Time flies. Almost a decade, yep. Child is older now. I got another child and another one on the way. So, man. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
on three. So next time we do another interview, this might be all white by the time. <laughs> <laughs> I got some gray strands now. It might be all white next time you see me. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But it's all good though, man. Keep, kids keep me young. They, especially that baby boy, like he's just running all over the place. So I have no choice but to stay in shape just because of him. Because that's, that's going to be the one I already know he's going to be in everything. So we're going to have to do some traveling with him. <laughs> he is all over the place. Yeah. Just all kinds of sports interests or? Uh, with the oldest, uh, the youngest right now, he's only two. Oh, okay. But, uh, the oldest, he's played football, basketball. He's done baseball. Um nice. I think he's basketball season is going to be starting up. So he's actually in, it was weird. Uh, it would be middle school because most middle schools start at six, but he's in like an intermediate school where they block off all the fifth and sixth graders. So, gotcha. but he can play for the middle school, I think. Oh, wow. it's weird. It's a weird situation. Yeah. But uh, basketball is going to be starting up for him. So he's got tryouts and everything coming up. So. That'll be the next uh, adventure for us is the basketball season. That leads into baseball and baseball and the football. And you know how it goes. Cycle Which, continues. But the thing is, I'm I'm actually happy that it's that way. And it's not just a specialization in just one area because you know how that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked injury prevention and things like that long enough to know that with all of these specializations, like so many overuse injuries, yep. so many. So yeah. just shortened, really yeah. shortened total career length, yep. reduction in like the uh, the enjoyment in sports in general, like mm-hmm. variety, man. Variety is the way to go. Different movement patterns, different planes of motion, yep. different speeds, acceleration, deceleration, change of direction. Like the more well-rounded you are there, the better off you'll be when you do pick one sport or when you do pick one or two sports so yeah it's the way to go man i mean if you poll most of the professional athletes now you're gonna see a background in multiple sports mm-hmm. so where you may think that they just started off and just specialized as one sport the best ones the ones that are in professional athletics are always multiple multi-sport athletes and yep. you hear stories about lebron james being such a dominant tight end in football you don't yes. even think about that you think yeah, about he could have gone pro in football yeah, he could have you think about Allen Iverson is such a great basketball player he was, and you see his highlights playing football, and it's like, this dude was amazing at football. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but success leaves clues, and and you obviously you've seen them in different different realms of athletics, which just like you said leads to different movements, acceleration, deceleration, things like that, which we wouldn't equate as injury prevention, but that is injury prevention. Like once yeah. you're doing those type of movements, you're preparing yourself for, for different shear forces and different things like that. So you're, you're being very resilient as you used earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more well-rounded mm-hmm. that's that I'd like to think of it. Like the more, the more you train in multiple planes, the more athletic you'll be. And the more athletic you'll be, then the more stress you can handle when you're picking just a few different movement patterns or movement skills, right? So, like, because I work primarily with endurance athletes, like runners and triathletes who are only working in, you know, the sagittal plane. They're just going forward. Um, A ton of, like, running drills are going to be really beneficial for them. 
but I rarely have them do running drills in the sagittal plane. They're doing running drills laterally or diagonally, and it's like they look like they are the least coordinated people ever because they don't work in the frontal plane or the transverse plane. It's just for their sport, they don't do it. So the more I can make them athletic in general, I I am fairly confident that their injury risk is going to be way lower when they're just working in that sagittal plane, just moving forward. So, And funny to hear you say that, like I've taken up running a lot more here lately just to, yeah. uh, you know, get my athletic itch scratched. <laughs> and it's funny because when I am uh, warming up for races, like I tend to get people looking at me a little bit crazy for that very reason that you just mentioned, because I do so much lateral and diagonal movements. Mm-hmm. And I, I know people look at me sometimes like, is he going to run a 5K <laughs> or is he like preparing for a basketball game or something? Because <laughs> I just, like for real though, I just, I just, I'm not very traditional in that sense. Like I do so many different types of movements just warming up mm-hmm. before my races. And it's for that very reason. I just want to be a, a well-rounded athlete. I do so much running already in one direction, just like you said, just working that sagittal plane. Like you have to get those transverse and you have to get those frontal plane movements as well, because case in point, I just ran a a 10K last week uh, downtown Chicago and, you know, there's potholes all over the place. Yeah. Right. So I'm. it was an area where I did kind of hit a pothole a little bit. And, you know, with the ankle instability and hip movement. I was prepared for it. So it was a it was a quick movement. I adjusted to it very quickly, but I was prepared for that just being able to have to move in that plane if I needed to. Or sometimes just getting the hell out the way of something if it's if it is in the way, right? So yeah, those type of things in general, like I just felt good. Like, all right, this this is the reason why you want to do these type of things, especially for the unexpected. Like and especially in the beginning of those races, like if you're trying to run for time. It's so many weaving, dodging people. You might as well do sagittal and, uh, (laughs) excuse me, like frontal and diagonal plane movements and things like that, because that's what you're going to be doing at the very beginning. Like you're just going side to side and side to side. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's very beneficial, but it is funny to see some of the, uh, some of the looks that I do get from people. They look at me like, yeah, dude, boy. Are you going to shuffle this whole thing? Exactly. You're going to do karaoke this, this whole like, length? Over here doing some crazy stuff. Like, we moving forward. So, but no, it's, it, it is, it's the reason behind the madness. You know, it's, it's definitely for my, for my benefit. But um, hopefully, you know, more people will start to catch on to that within the, within the running world. And I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is a lot more people starting to uh, catch on today. We're starting to get out of just being a sagittal athlete and start moving ourselves into different planes for injury prevention. Because, you know, we put a lot of mileage on our bodies and, you know, we have to be able to, it's like we're going to use that word again, just be resilient because there's mm-hmm. going to be certain factors that, that happen where you do have to maybe make a quick movement or just like I said, when I hit that pothole, like I was, like my ankle stability was prepared for that, you mm-hmm. know, just lateral lunges and different things like that doing diagonal lunge just different lunge patterns in general so yeah I, I didn't have a catastrophic injury because of that so definitely important to just be well-rounded in our in our training something I try to teach with my clients as well because they give me the same thing sometimes like why are we doing this like it just to them makes no sense but you know 
I tell them like, hey, something's going to happen one day and you're going to thank me. You're going to thank me that you were able to to move in this in this direction. You're going to thank be thankful that, you know, maybe you didn't get as hurt as you could have from falling or whatever the situation may have been, because now we were more well-rounded. We were prepared for those different unexpected events to happen. For sure. It's it's uh, it's sometimes hard to evaluate, like how much benefit will this give me? And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, well, maybe you could have had a career ending injury and instead you rolled your ankle or instead of rolling your ankle, maybe you uh, nothing happened. Yeah. Right? So you could downgrade it entirely to going from something catastrophic to like you, nothing happened at all. Like you just kept going. You continued yep. running, didn't even think about it. Yep. So it's that sort of thing that sometimes I think we as strength coaches and sport performance coaches don't get credit for the things that we prevent. Right. right. Because if it's prevented, then like it's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. So pat <laughs> um, yourself on the back for that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's that's where you know that's where having having other people who know what you're doing, they can be like, Oh, I see what you're doing there. And I appreciate what you're doing there because you're, you're actually providing solid benefit. Mm -hmm. And even if they never understand it, I know what's going on. Right. Yep. Yep. But man, so tell us a little bit about, uh, this wellness program that you started. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Except from what from what you mentioned, so give right. me give me the whole spiel. What what's going on here? So I'm actually on the uh, finishing leg of it. I've completed the like the core training program right now, and I'm actually into the certification pro- process, which I'm actually gonna do a few videos on this. I'm gonna upload uh, next week because part of my uh, certification, I'm actually gonna have to work with some practice clients as well. <laughs> so here's my thing with uh, why I decided to start doing wellness coaching as well. Um, Working with athletes, I feel like a lot of times as a strength coach or even a personal trainer, sometimes we take it for granted when you are working with athletes over the general population. And I say that because with athletes, uh, for the most part, unless they're young athletes and their parents are kind of forcing them into it, they usually have a why and a reason behind what they're doing and why they want to do it. So when those tough periods hit which they hit for everyone when you don't want to be there there's a reason why that they're going to push for it i don't have to i feel like whenever i work with athletes whether they were high performance athletes or even like youth athletes they knew what the goal was they knew that you know i'm doing this for a reason i'm doing this to be better in this sport i'm doing this because you know we're, we're going to win the championship this year whatever that reason was they had a why they had a definite reason I'm going to bust my ass and doing this. Mm-hmm. The general population is very different. Very <laughs> different. <laughs> Ooh, they are different. So I, I can't tell you how many times I've had people purchase training. And the only reason that they've done it is because they felt like that's what they were supposed to do. Mm. Right. It wasn't a, it wasn't an actual reasoning behind doing this. It's like, well, I need to lose weight. So I think I'm just going to do personal training. And it wasn't really a wise like, well, I see everybody else do this. I'm on Instagram. I see such and such has a trainer or whatever. So I'm just going to purchase training. Mm-hmm. And then they put all of the emphasis on you, the trainer, like 
I paid now the pressure's you. on. Yeah, I paid you. Like, where are my get results? Give me results. Yeah. Exactly. Give, <laughs> give me my results. Where are my results? So <laughs> the difference with um, with wellness coaching as uh, to the type of coaching that we do, as a strength coach, I am the expert now, right? I'm telling you what you have to do. This many sets, this many reps, this is how many times we're going to train per week, whatever. You're following my direction. As a wellness coach now, I actually step back. I'm not the expert anymore. You as the client are the expert, right? Mm. You may not know this, but you are the expert. Nobody knows you better than you know you. Now, mm. the thing is, as the coach, as a wellness coach, I am now creating the, um, the environment, we'll say, through conversation for that expertise to now come out. Mm. So it's a difference. Now we can create, we can find out the reasons why. You know, mm-hmm. we can find out what's what's the actual meaning and the purpose behind you wanting to do this. It's a lot of goal setting within uh, wellness coaching, which I love that. I love being able to just to teach people how to set those type of goals and then just be a um, an, an ally, a partner in watching my clients reach those goals. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is I have nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> um, it's it's not up to me. Yes, I am your partner in this, but the pressure is not solely on me. I'm still going to put pressure on myself just because that's what I do. I love I love success. Like I'm a success driven person. I love success in myself mm-hmm. and I love to see people successful. It's part of the reason why I love social media, because I only follow like successful type of things. I don't look at, you know, social media is a double edged sword. And I don't want to get into that because I'll ramble <laughs> on that all day, too. But I love the success side of it. So I, I love to see success in people. And with coaching now, you are you're getting them to to coach them, not not necessarily coach themselves, but to get the success out of themselves. Yeah, I like taking the, on the responsibility. Exactly. They're I owning like it. This example, too, because when you think about um, like when you had an epiphany, right? Um, it, it's funny because I always say this, like when you have an epiphany, the reason why it's an epiphany is because you told yourself that mm-hmm. and you, you realize later on is like such and such told me this so many damn times, like you need to leave this job or you need to do this. It's time for this time for this. And you just kind of, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then one day you driving and all of a sudden you like, I need to leave this job. I need to do <laughs> And all of a sudden it's like an epiphany, right? <laughs> And why is it? It's because you told yourself. Yeah. It's not because of what such and such. Did. Now, they may have done a little bit of planting that seed, but it was really when when you took onus of it and when it was you saying that to yourself, now it was like mind-blown situation. Like, oh, damn, like, I, I need to really make this happen. So mm-hmm. that's what coaching is. Like, coaching is, is bringing that out of people. So it's something that I have looked into for a very long time. <laughs> um, reason being is just because just in myself, like people just gravitate just to talk to me, whether I look like I want to talk to them or not. Like <laughs> just <laughs> people just talk to me, dude. Like it was a period when I was still in Indianapolis. I didn't have a car for like a year and a half, two years. Right. So sure. I was just all over the place taking Indigo, which, of course, was their uh, public trans- transit system out there. So <laughs> I couldn't tell you, Kevin, how many times. I would be on the bus, sitting down, headphones on, listening to music, minding my business, empty seats all over the bus, and somebody comes 
and sits right next right to me next to you. <laughs> and just starts talking. And I'm just sitting here like, I take my headphone out like, okay, what, what? like say that all over again now. So, <laughs> and it's, and just it's, an approachable guy. I guess, you know, and I feel like for so many years, I guess the universe has been trying to tell me like, hey, man, like there's something to this. And I feel like coaching definitely is that vehicle for that. So it's it's I'll be honest with you. When I first got involved in it, um, the first few weeks, I was kind of thinking, like, I don't think I made the right decision here and joining this program. But as we got further and further into it, like. I'm loving every bit of it, man. Like it's it's been a blast. And now the now the thing is trying to figure out how I'm gonna integrate all of this. Cause I got so much that I wanna do and it's like, all right, now like how do I how do I mesh all of this? So that's like the next part of this journey now. <laughs> yeah. It's a giant yeah. puzzle. It you is, man. Figure out where everything goes together. Yeah. Dude, that's that's so cool that instead of like the traditional sense where like the responsibility lies with the person you're paying. Yep. Like, okay, all right, I paid you. Now, like you said, get me the results. That's uh, that's so awesome because it's very, very similar to, okay, so there's this uh, psychologist, uh, Jordan Peterson, and one time he was talking about that idea specifically with, with his role as a therapist and counselor. He's like, if I tell the client or the patient exactly what's wrong with them and how to fix it, then I rob them of the victory of fixing themselves. And like, if you do that, then they're going to find another problem to come back to you to fix. Yep. Instead of, instead of treating it like, Hey, we're on a journey and I'm right next to you and we're traveling together and I'm going to help you figure this out and I'm going to talk you through some stuff when you don't understand, but I'm not going to fix you. Yeah. You have to fix you. You've got to take the ownership of that. Yep. And then when they get to that point where they're like, oh, I now completely understand what's wrong with me and now I know how to fix it. And then they go and do that. Like they're, they're genuinely a changed person. So applying that same model to, to health and wellness, man, like that's, that's phenomenal. That's really exciting. It's a, it's, it can be a huge paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just think about the, the, the medical system right now. Like we're so reliant on seeing a doctor for what, 10 minutes at most. And they're just going to tell you, right, you, you know, a prescription. Take this prescription, take this, take that, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, like nine times, well, I don't want to say nine times out of 10. A good majority of the time, you're not going to follow that to a T anyways. I can't tell you how many times, even in the health and fitness setting, like people just tell me, man, I just need you just to write me this program. That's all I need. Just write me the program and I'll be fine. I'll take care of it. Like, really? OK, I'll, I'll write you this and we'll see how that how that really works out. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll be coming back to me in my head. I won't say that out loud, but it's like you'll be coming back. I'll be yep. seeing you in a little bit. Yeah, I'll so, see you again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it is it's a paradigm shift. Like, and that was one thing I had to even look at myself as well too. It's like, I don't know for whatever it is, it's always a little bit of of rebelliousness, rebelliousness. This I don't even know the word. We're just rebellious to people telling us to do things from time mm-hmm. to time, right? Oh, yeah. 
just oh, like yeah. uh, you human know. nature. Yeah, I, and I mean, I can I can even think of the times that I've asked people for advice on different things, and then they tell me that it's kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm probably not gonna do it that way. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it how you see. you know it is like. <laughs> I just asked this person for advice, and here, I, like, I, who am I to say like now I'm not gonna do this, or I'm not gonna do it your way? So, <laughs> but it does like when I when I looked at myself in doing that, and it was like there's absolute truth to it because when when you get it yourself, then it's like it's it's a whole nother ball game. And then just like how uh, Dr. Peterson was talking, a lot of times like I'm um, coaching a. a, a classmate of mine as well we're coaching each other actually and part of what we do like those successes become the blueprint for just like how you said when they figure when they find another problem just to come back to you well those successes become the blueprint for the next problem because then it's like you think back like okay what like what can I take from what I did last time to solve this problem here like what did I do beforehand that and like, I think I said it earlier, like success leaves clues. Like you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I did this last time, so mm-hmm. let me apply that this time and see where it takes me. You know? Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 a it's definitely a, a paradigm shift that I'm excited to be a part of because I can see applied, especially to our uh, our medical system and just model in general. Like it can change a lot of things once we start taking the responsibility and the onus on our on our own shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can definitely do some damage within our uh, our health system, healthcare system. Yeah, it's like it's unfortunately the healthcare system is so weighted towards all right. Once something's wrong, exactly. here's how we'll fix it with medication instead yep. of hey, let's let's nip that in the bud. Let's prevent that from ever happening. Yep. Um, and like. This is the kind of thing I think that will really start pushing back that scale towards like evening things out to where it's not so weighted towards the medication side and and the reactive side instead of, you know, this proactive side. Like that's where true health exists, like in in being preventive and being proactive. So I think that's really awesome, man. I'm excited for you. Oh, yeah. That's going to be cool. That. So when do you think uh, in the future that's going to be fully up and running and, and all the, that? The idea is for me to be certified before the end of the year. Nice. And then from there, um, I got some people like mentors that I wanted to talk to and just kind of figure out how to uh, roll this out the best possible way because you know i'm still at franciscan as well too so i want to figure out what's the best way to uh get this thing launched but i'm thinking definitely like within that first quarter of 2020 like we're gonna be doing some some damage on the coaching side as well too so that's awesome man yeah i'll I'll keep you i'll keep you updated on that please do you updated that's sweet looking out for that i'm i'm excited about it for sure yep so let's transition a little bit back to some strength and uh, strength coaching specific stuff. Get it. So, what uh, what are the things that you like the most about being a strength coach, and what are some of the things that you dislike? Um, 
to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> I don't want you to be anything else with me, Jason. Exactly. Just honest. We're going to have the same coin, but it's just going to be two sides to that. And I think the the social media factor of it, mm-hmm. of being a strength coach nowadays. Um, and I'll talk about the bad first, just because I can ramble on about that for so long. And I'm going to try to cap myself <laughs> on that. But just, you know, anybody can do it now, mm-hmm. you know. And you you know about genetics, like sometimes people can just be genetic freaks and they've never coached a client in their life. But you get on Instagram, you show your body off, do a few exercises and all of a sudden you're the go to expert and influencer. Right. So that aspect uh, can be frustrating because then now I have to debunk all of those like myths and bro science and things like that. Yep. And, you know, potential of people just being put in serious danger of injury. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's just so much information. Ah, oh, so much information. We can look at nutrition. You got your keto camp. You got your paleo camp. You got your plant-based camp. And the way our brains work, when you have so much conflicting information, when and this is something that I got from my mentor, uh, Sean Croxton, like you, the motor cortex, that motor center within your brain, it doesn't work because mm-hmm. there's there's conflict there and you, you can't move on anything. You think sometimes we think it's just that we're just lazy and we don't want to move. Sometimes you can't because your brain is like we have to solve these issues first before we take action mm-hmm. on what we're going to do. But if the keto camp is giving me all of their research about why they're right and the paleo camp is giving me all their research about why they're right and the plant based camp is giving me all their research about why they're right. It's hard as hell to to figure this thing out. And then what tends to happen now, we just don't take any action on anything because then it's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. So Mm -hmm. that part, just with all of the information out there is is very difficult to navigate, makes it pretty difficult to be a. Uh, strength coach but on the very flip side of that because of that information being available it's a lot of good information out there yes you know and Mm -hmm. the key is just learning how to decipher and hopefully if you do have a good strength coach on your side that can get into the research and can help you to do that like then we're in a good place there we can decipher we can use our discernment to all right it's not a one-size-fits-all thing Right. Mm-hmm. There's going to be many factors. We probably need to do some form of assessment before we even get into any type of me giving you any type of suggestions on what you need to do. And then the second part, what I love about uh, being a strength coach in this day and age with social media, it's just the access that we have to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is an awesome time where I'm reading books and I can just be connected to the author of that book. I'm following them and I may. Uh, I think I just uh, looked at your recent uh, podcast where the guy uh, didn't he like tag you on something? The uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, like I've tagged, yeah, I've tagged authors on uh, certain things. Like I'll just post on Instagram and I'll just tag the author, and all of a sudden, like they'll start following me or somewhere. They'll just, you know, make a comment like I'm appreciate you read my book. If you have any questions, like it's like damn, like I, you know, I have that access to people. Like it's crazy. Yeah, think about what me and you are doing right now. 
you got this podcast up. This is this is awesome information. So what I'm talking about right now, be even being able to, to decipher that information like this podcast is is excellent for that. Mm-hmm. And we can put it up. People can access this. Like imagine when we first started out doing this, like having this type of access, like I feel like life would be so much so different. different. Right now. Like, yeah, it would be so <laughs> different right now. But I mean, it is what it is. Like sometimes you you have to you have to work your way up. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we we take those experiences. And now, like, I'm I'm loving your podcast because I'm seeing people that I've never heard of before. But I'm like, damn, this, this dude is I like what he's talking about. I like what what she's saying about nutrition or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's just now the the information being available. So, like I said, it's, it's a two sided coin, like the social media aspect of it. Like, it's a great thing, but it can also be a detrimental thing from time to time as well, too. Yeah, that's uh, that reminds me of something Eric Cressy said, shoot, maybe five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's really unfortunate that the barrier to entry into this industry is so low. Anybody can do it. Yeah. You can you can do it without even having a certification. But what? <laughs> there's there's even certifications that you can like you can just go you do it online in an hour or you can spend four years in undergrad and then another two to three years to get your master's and then another four to six years to get your PhD. And somebody who has a PhD who's been working, you know, one foot in the trenches mm-hmm. as a strength coach and then the other foot studying, they they could be a personal trainer exactly. right next to somebody who decided yesterday that they want to be a personal trainer. <laughs> and you can't tell them apart, right? Like what if, like you said, what if this one dude who just decided or this, or this girl, let's say yep. rock and bod, she looks yep. good. Yep. This lady over here been working on her PhD for six years. Mm-hmm. Maybe has been spending a little too much time right. on the academics and doesn't, right. doesn't look like a model, yep. a fitness model. Like if you're the average person, you're going to be like, mm, this is a no brainer. I'm going to go exactly. Right. And it's like, that's a struggle. That's it's an uphill battle. That's really difficult. But then he kind of turned that whole thing on its head and he said, just like what you're saying, exactly. because that barrier of entry is so low, you are responsible, but you have the ability to show why you're qualified. And you can just literally say, Hey, you can go with the person who looks a certain way, but Here's my knowledge. Here's my experience, and here's why I can better serve you. So, it's it's tough, man, because there's no regulating body, there's no governing body that says all personal trainers have to, you know, pass this exam or have to maintain this certification with these continuing education requirements and stuff like that. It's it's all very segmented and compartmentalized, but if you're, if you take the profession seriously, like that's, this was crazy. I know trainers who started out the quote unquote wrong way, who are now extremely competent, well-educated, um, professionals. And I know other people, like I knew there was a dude who went to grad school with me. This, this guy's got a master's degree in exercise physiology and he's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, and I would not trust anyone with him. 
So it's like, but there's, you know, there's, there's people like that in every profession. That's true. But it's like, man, like seeing him in the weight room, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like no athletes should ever be with this guy. Yeah. But so it's like, it's all, yeah, it, it can be a cloudy, cloudy space and it's our responsibility to, to provide clear, precise, uh, easy to understand information and people will hone in on that. They'll see that. They'll see that you're genuine. They'll see that, you know, you care about them. And then once they see that, they're like, okay, I'll listen to what you have to say. Wow. That makes sense. Oh my gosh, this is actually helpful. So that's, but yeah, no, I share those, those same feelings. Like when I first started the, the Instagram page for athlete factors, Mm -hmm. like anybody that followed me, I'd follow them right back. Right. Just because I was like, all right, like I'm just I'm just gonna get it out there. Yeah. And then, man, all this stuff I'm seeing on my feet, I'm like, I cannot mute. I know. <laughs> oh, mute. Oh, this is off. What are you doing? Mute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were opposite. I am very selective of the people that I follow. I swear, like, I will always look at that page first and see, cause. And granted, I guess you can't, I can't see who you're following or whatever, but I just, I don't know for whatever reason, I feel like if somebody ever found out I was following, I guess you can see, because if you look on certain pages sometimes, it'll say follow by such and such as well yep. too, so, but yeah, I don't want, I don't want people to think that I condone certain things, like, well, <laughs> well damn, you following them, so it must be something, like, I'm, I swear I'm very selective on that, so yeah. like, yeah, you don't and want I to be guilty by association. Exactly, because I follow a lot of um, like different fitness pages and things like that too. And there's so many people within those where it's like I said, it's, it's that rock and bod. Like they just look so good, and I'm seeing some of the things that they do, and you see all the views and the comments, and I'm just like, nah, I can't even do that one. Like I can't, mm-hmm. even, like I don't even like where where he or she is going with this, so I wouldn't even do it. So. Yep. Yeah, I got to be selective with mine. I don't yeah. know. Maybe when I when I really take my thing professionally and take it serious, I might start following people that follow me back as well too, just to build a business. But we'll see. I'll probably at, still be real selective. At that point, <laughs> you're gonna hand that off to to somebody and you're like, hey, you right. run social media. I've got the important stuff to work there on. There you go. Yep. So. Yep. But no, I've I've had to change my ways. I learned really quickly that like, okay, I can't just you know, willy nilly, just follow everybody. It's like, uh, what I want to see on my feed is stuff that makes me think yeah. that I want to interact with. And exactly. so it's, it's definitely changed quite a bit, mm-hmm. but there's still times where like something will sneak through and I'm like, what the heck is this? And I'm yeah. like, Oh, I was just, I don't know why I'm following this person. Uh, oh, it's cause they followed me first. Yeah. All right, let's do the courtesy thing. No, there's nothing wrong with that, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> goodness. So, uh, what are the the most common issues that you deal with on a daily basis with your clients? Um, probably just going back to what I what I was saying before is just debunking a lot of the. Uh, the marketing that we have to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, bro science, like what about muscle confusion and things like that? Right. So what about it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So 
that's usually probably the the most issues that I have. But it's it's a good thing too because just like you were just saying, if anything, it shows my value. Because when I'm able to debunk those things and I can say that with confidence and I can say it and if they need research and I can take you to the research or whatever it is that you need to see, then it makes me look a lot more credible. It's like, all right, cool. I, I can trust you now. Like, I know this guy knows what he's talking about. He's He isn't that guy that just, you know, recently got his certification and now he's working or whatever like he's put some time and effort into this so Mm -hmm. um for that like that's probably the the main issues and then um i would say with the general population doing a lot of training is just trying to navigate injuries Mm -hmm. from prior training and different things Mm -hmm. and showing the importance of uh what I was talking about earlier, like with with the different types of movements for injury prevention, because the big thing with, with what I do now, I would say 95% of the people that I am training, their main objective is fat loss, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, if we go back to social media or we just go back to what's popular, there's certain images of what fat loss is supposed to look like for most people. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on the treadmill. It's going to be on the elliptical. It's going to be all of these fast, repetitious movements and just going from circuit to circuit to circuit and this, 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 this. There's a time and place for all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's also going to be a time and place for building the base for you to even be able to do those type of things. Yes. So that's that's usually that part there where people get very impatient with me and they want, you know, it's a, it's a microwave society right now. Everything is so quick. We get mm-hmm. everything right now. So it's like, I'm not seeing this or I'm not seeing that. It's like it's been two weeks. Calm down. (laughs) Like just like let let me let me work my magic a little bit first. Let's build this foundation. And I promise you, like if you stay with me, like we're going to see those results. Mm -hmm. So just getting my clients just to wrap their head around like what I'm doing there is probably one of the biggest things. But if they stick with me long enough, then yes, like we we have success some people don't want to, and they're just kind of like, uh, I'm not seeing any success, so I'm gone. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to force anybody to stay with me if you don't want to. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's usually it, man. There's so much information out there now, and there's so much access to everything. So people think they have a good idea of how things are supposed to go when they really don't. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a way that, you know, you can say that and coach people with that without being very uh, condescending as well too because i don't i don't want to be that person that's like is disrespectful to somebody else i may not agree with what you're doing but i'll I'll never be disrespectful like i don't like people to i don't like to be that condescending type person i can be sometimes i I hear it in myself but i i don't necessarily like to be that person because i i just don't like that (laughs) yeah it's just it's not a cool thing and i don't think it's very professional but but uh it still has to be done you know, professionally where you're just kind of like, all right, this is this is how this is really going to work. This is how this is supposed to work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really it, man. It's just just navigating those those different issues, just trying to get people to just. All right. See my see my side of, the, of this story and then we'll we'll be good there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Getting especially sedentary people to understand, like, all right, here's. In an ideal situation. This is what the timeline looks like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) You don't fit that mold. Exactly. 
Exactly. So before we can apply a potent enough stress yep. that it's signaling your body, hey, let's reduce weight. Before we can get to that point, mm-hmm. we've got to lay a foundation so yep. that we can get you there. Like, and it's just like that's really confusing for some it people. Is. It and it and I and I get that too because it can be very confusing to a lot of people because, like I said, just what you just said, that's what should be highlighted. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's highlighted. It's not it's not sexy. It's not cool. Right. That's that's not what's going to be marketable. Right. Mm-hmm. So that part right there, it can be pretty, pretty frustrating. You know, I feel like that's probably the biggest part of my my frustration within uh, just working with the general population. What I said earlier, like you don't realize it's a blessing until you stop working with athletes, because then it's like. Man, like I, I have to, you know, build this foundation like physically and mentally. Yep. Honestly. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you have to like they have to agree with you on this. You know, they have to they have to trust you mm-hmm. that you know what you're doing with that. Because to them, it's just like, well, I should be I should be sweating so hard and I should be burning so many calories after this workout. And I'm not doing that right now. And it's like. I get you. I, I I understand your concerns right now, and it's like this. This is the reason why. Like mm-hmm. once, we, once we cross these X's and O's, and we get to this point here, and when you can show me that we're competent enough to even handle these stresses, when we can do these movements properly without any type of deviation, I feel like you're not gonna hurt yourself. All right, now we're gonna get sexy. Now we're gonna do those things, but just work with me for a little bit first, and then. Then we'll cross that bridge. But yeah, that's a that's a hard sled. That's a hard sell right there, right? Now. Yeah. Because <laughs> awesome. we want everything now. Yeah. Instant gratification. Yep. And then on the back end of that, this is another thing that I think is it's never explained up front. Mm-hmm. It's the slower that you lose the weight. Yes. The longer you'll be able to maintain yes. those changes, right? Yes. So, yeah, like I'm. This is one of the things I have to tell my clients. Like when I'm when I'm generating uh, your calories and your macros, mm-hmm. in addition to the training that we're doing, like I want to keep you on as many calories as possible while we're slowly slowly entering into a calorie deficit, because okay. like you lose five pounds in a week, you lose you know 10, 15 pounds in a month. A month later, if you stop training, yep. that's all coming back, and and that's a negative impact on your body composition. Even though your weight's going to be the same, yep. your the weight that you gain back is not going to be the same as what you lost. So, yep. um, so yeah, it, if you're applying that foundation early on, that means when you get to the point where you can apply that potent stimulus, where you're doing the sexy stuff, where you're actually seeing the scale you know, change that needle on the scale starts to drop without that foundation. You're not going to be able to make those changes long-term to stick, to make it quote unquote concrete. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's an uphill battle for sure, It is, is. (laughs) but it's worth it. And the people who do it It is though, I swear, like when those are the best successes to have, like Man, I just it's it's hard to even explain it. Like I won't explain it to or compared to being like a parent or anything like that. But you you do you have that same that same type of joy with it. It's like 
because yeah. you you've been there from the from the start and mm-hmm. you know the work that had to be put in and like i said there's a there's a serious trust factor that has to be laid between you and the client for them to even do the things that you're telling them to do because you see the frustration like i see the frustrations a lot of times on some of my clients where they're just feel like they should be doing more feel like they should be seeing more but those ones that continue to just to work with me and work with me and then all of a sudden like you just see those like dress sizes falling Mm -hmm. stronger i'm getting Mm -hmm. calls like man i carry four bags of uh groceries up the stairs and i didn't even realize that you know i did it normally i would have had to call such and such or you know i got my instrument and i've been carrying that to class with my book bag and i've got a book bag full of books and instrument i wasn't even tired today and it's like there we there we go like yep. this we're we're moving in the right direction so i told you exactly <laughs> you're welcome yep <laughs> those are all the thoughts and you're like exactly yeah, good job you're doing the work you're putting yep. it in you trust the process. Yep. This is what happens. Yep. That's so good. That's awesome. So, what are you, uh, what are you learning right now? How are you developing yourself? You know, uh, not necessarily as a strength coach, but personally, that's you know, that's really important too. So, what are yep. things that you're working on um, right now? So, definitely the wellness coaching side of things is taking the uh, uh, a lot of time and, and a lot of time. Yep, a lot of time, a lot of effort. <laughs> so, but I, I do like it though. But because of that though, and one thing I've always been interested in is personal development. Like mm-hmm. I love just like podcasts based on that books. Mm-hmm. So if we're even talking about books, uh, I've been real big into like um, like neuroscience and like metaphysical type stuff. So nice. I finished a book called uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, dope book. Uh, Life Unlocked, uh, Dr. Srini Pillay, that's another dope book. And what was another one I did? Oh, what Are You Thinking was another dope book. It's by Darius Wise. Hmm. So, And those are all like neuroscience, like metaphysical type books. So it could be a little out there for some people, but I, I like that type of stuff. It's it's pretty dope to me. Like that always kind of piques my interest because there's a lot of correlation just with life and just physical fitness, physical health, strength and conditioning and stuff. I just see a lot of correlation within that. So to me, like it all just ties in together. But I just love that. I mentioned it earlier. Like I just have a thing with success. I love success and I love to figure out ways to get there, whether mm-hmm. it's on a mental capacity, physical capacity, which they're all tied in together anyways, but I still want to be very well-rounded within that. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely into some neuroscience based <laughs> right now. That's probably yeah. my thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day and like, he's always bringing on neuroscientists and, yeah. and astrophysicists and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, this is, a lot of it stuff like I wouldn't think about this on my no. own <laughs> but like now that I'm thinking about it like you said there's it's very easy to to see the connections and to see where it's like, like oh okay like that I can apply that here I can understand how that works in this situation and that's that's ultimately like if you're if you've got tunnel vision and you're only focused on learning stuff 
within the realm of exercise physiology, sport nutrition, stuff like that. I think you're you're kind of missing the forest for the trees. Like yeah. we're first and foremost people yeah. and we're social beings. We've got to interact and we've got to understand as much as possible about the world around us, right. not just, you know, at a molecular level what's going on inside of us although that's important too so yeah man that's awesome stuff that's cool i'm gonna have to check some of those books out because that's that's i that stuff geeks me out too so Uh that's cool (laughs) yeah they some dope books man that's awesome so before we started recording we uh we were talking a little bit about you know some of our favorite pieces of equipment so i am a huge fan I'm like I'm like a screaming fangirl for the Airdyne yep. Schwinn Airdyne bike, so I've got mine right here. So we we're discussing that a little bit, and then I was like, all right, we got to stop, we got to stop, yep. we got to save this for the recording. So tell me a little bit about how much you love the Schwinn Airdyne. I love it so much. It's not a fan favorite with my clients, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. We were getting into it. Uh, and I'll just restate what I was telling you. It's funny because the facility I work in, 200,000 square feet, all this nice, beautiful equipment, mm-hmm. treadmills, ellipticals, just state-of-the-art type stuff. And then we got some Airdyne bikes over there. <laughs> and you have to walk past all the cool stuff to get into the to the airdyne bike so it's like all right we're going we're going to get into a little bit of cardio and everybody's looking like oh okay we're going to do this nope keep walking oh are we going to nope keep walking and you see these (laughs) old looking airdyne bikes and it's like what am i supposed to do with this thing like Mm -hmm. you'll see be well acquainted acquainted. so yeah i I love it i I love it i feel like i still like we kind of have that that old school (laughs) mentality with with the uh, aerobic training with the airdyne bikes, mm-hmm. and but it's it's full body though, cause you know mm-hmm. you you're, and I'm, I don't know if I'm right about this with the Tabata protocol. Did they use airdyne bikes or was it just traditional? Uh, I'm not completely sure. I want to say it was like a spinning bike, but it might have been. Yeah, an he was working with cyclists, right? Yeah. Now with the study, okay. So it probably yeah. was spinning bikes. Okay. That probably makes more sense to be more specific. But it, yeah. I think it would have worked just as just oh, as good yeah. with the, the airdyne. <laughs> Maybe <Man>. better. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, with with most of my clients, just to even start them off, like I will have them start off just just getting the feel of it. Mm-hmm. We'll usually do it like uh, just to start maybe like five minutes or so. First two minutes, I'm telling them like, all right, we're gonna go at an easy pace. So just get a feel of the bike. Mm-hmm. And I have a little interval timer on my uh, on my phone that I use. So we'll just do the first two minutes. Like, all right, when you hear this ding, that means pick it up. All right. So when you hear that ding, now we're going to pick it up. I want you to give some effort here. And then when you hear the two dings, then we're going to slow it down to our effort that we began with. So usually it'll be like the first two minutes, just a nice, easy pace. And those final three is going to be that first ding, they picking it up. That second ding, they... They want to stop, They're and I'm toast. like, don't stop. Don't keep stop. Just keep it going. Keep it going because you don't hear that <laughs> thing again. So, and then they just looking at me like, what the hell is going on? Like, I do not like this thing. Mm-hmm. But but what I also appreciate about it as well, too, is the cardio factor, even for my clients that may have lower body 
issues because now you can use that just as upper body because now you're just pushing with the arms just pull pushing with yep. the arms you still get that cardio factor out of that as well too so that way people can't give me the excuse like oh well my knee is hurting my hip is well you know i got that such and such issue right and it's like oh yeah i know about that but let's go to the air down bike still kick your feet up still exactly <laughs> kick your feet up and you're good like we still gonna hit that damn air down bike uh-huh. like i got just the thing for you so <laughs> So I I love it though man it, and it is it's it's so effective though it is so effective and I love I mean I mean when you spun around and showed me that it's like oh that's that's perfect like that's all you need like that's mm-hmm. all you need is their air down bike and you good you yeah good. yep yeah it's nice I got the uh it's like the compact version okay. so and like it's got the wheels on the front I just tilt it forward I can move it anywhere so like like. My biggest asset here in the office is open space. Like, it's one of those, you know, one of those things that, like, you can go to a really fancy gym and they've got equipment everywhere. And, like, you have, like, three feet of walk space to, like, get around the gym. And I'm like, that's awesome. But I want people to move. So I like that I can just, like, move it around. I can, like, set up, uh, like, training stations. Mm -hmm. And so... All right, so this this is how I've been using mine. All right. <laughs> so this is – I haven't been using this so much for my clients. This is just, like, my my way of getting cardio in because, like, I used to run all the time. Like, I ran cross-country and track in college. And now, like, I just want to get cardio done, right? So I'd rather do a little bit every day. I- and and like that's just how I want to do things right now. So I've been hitting it Monday through Friday. Okay. Uh, so Monday is usually I'll do um, I'll I'll work thirty second sprints into oh. like some sort of circuit. So I'm just going arms and legs, mm-hmm. max effort, thirty seconds as hard as I can, and like just my heart rate through the roof it's amazing right so that's like that's my monday okay tuesday i'll do usually like 20 seconds of pulling and then 20 seconds of pushing back to back and i'll either just alternate between those two for a set amount of time or depending on what i'm doing like this month it's like same thing it's i'm kind of like doing a lot of circuits this month so Um, so it's 20 seconds of just pulling and then 20 seconds of just pushing for, you know, 20 on 20 on 20 and 20 and then next exercise. Wednesday's my heavy cardio day. Okay. (laughs) I want to hear about this. So I go 30 seconds and like I'll, I'll pick like a minimum. So like when I'm looking at the, uh, like the level setting, I've tried to max out the level. I've gone over 20 one time and I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that correlates to any other machine. I'm just like for <laughs> right. my machine. At first, I thought it tapped out at 15. Yeah. And then I took it past 15. I'm like, all right, maybe it taps out at 20. Yeah. I've gone over 20. So I don't know what like the if there is a top end or whatever. But um, so that's kind of my max. So while I'm doing my my Wednesday workout, I'll pick like the other day was I've got to keep it above an eight okay while i'm working so i'm going 30 seconds on i've got to keep it above an eight and then i do 30 seconds 
active recovery where I'm still pedaling and I'm still moving, but it can just be as slow as I want. And I'll do like 10 rounds of that. So 10 minutes Ooh. and I get <laughs> off in my quads. It's like the biggest quad pump, leg pump ever. Like I can barely walk. Damn. It's phenomenal. I love yeah. it. Uh, if I walk around and I bend my knees, like I feel like I'm going <laughs> to <Right>. like, <laughs> fall over. So that's, that's my hard one. And then, uh, then I kind of, I sort of repeat that cycle, but like, uh, Thursday I'll do, um, 22nd max sprints. So that, like, I'm really trying to just tap out the level as high as I can. And then on Friday, like today, I'm going to have to do, uh, 32nd pushes and then 30 second pulls. And yeah, so I'm just, you know, getting some really good upper body conditioning, some good total body work on, you know, the other days, man, like I've noticed a huge difference in like my resting heart rate. So I've been doing that for a little over a month now where I'm hitting it five times a week. And, uh, yeah, I hate it while I'm doing it, but I love it at the same time. That's where you know it's good. Like when you absolutely hate it, but you love it at the same time. It's like, all right, like we got something here. Yeah, <laughs> like we got something. I meant to try them out though, cause I I don't do too much on the air dime myself right now. But especially, you know, it's about to be fall time, getting towards winter. I won't be able to hit the pavement like uh like I want to then. That's definitely something I'm gonna start getting myself back into. Yeah, I torture my clients enough. It'd probably be nice for them to see me torture myself. <laughs> To be going practice what I preach a little bit. And that's right. That's right. <laughs> you gotta. But it is, but it is a very effective though, because from time to time I'll do kind of how what you do as well too. Maybe just fit it in with some circuits or something, just or maybe just to finish off a good workout or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think I might. You just inspired me to to put a little bit more dedication to the air down bike. So yeah, it's gonna man, be happy. Try, heavy try that. Mini. That thirty on thirty off for like ten minutes, like. Halfway I'm in, you're gonna build myself like, up. I'm gonna build myself up to that. <laughs> Take Don't my own it. advice. Just dive into build. it. <laughs> build my foundation first. I'm not gonna go ahead. Nah, I'm, I'll probably yeah, I'll probably go be the dummy and just go right into it. I can't even talk to you. You've got a you've got a decent conditioning base. I do. I do. I, right. I don't have any excuses. I got a decent conditioning base. I can just yeah. I'll go right into it. Yeah. And I'll be cussing you out the whole time too. Yep. Like, Damn, You're Kevin, this is his. You're during. <laughs> right. <laughs> I tell my clients, you're allowed to hate me while you're here. Yep. yep. But you better sing my praises as soon as you leave. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can say anything you want in here. You can uh-huh. all kinds of names. It's fine. I, like it. It won't. I'm not going to retaliate. I won't like respond in kind and I won't make the workout harder. Right. Right. (laughs) But two days from now, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm a little sore, but I'm glad I did that. I feel pretty good. And then a month from now or or eight weeks from now, you're going to be like, wow. Okay. We've made some serious progress. So it's just (laughs) just chipping away. Yeah. All right, man. How can people, follow you how can they reach out and ask you questions and uh learn more from you yeah definitely well i will give you the professional email i'm not good enough personal just yet but <laughs> but uh the professional is uh jason.clinton at franciscanalliance.org so that's just my work email so a lot of my 
our members and clients are already hitting me up just ask me questions on that too which i encourage that a lot because like i said it keeps me sharp so just my full name jason.clinton at franciscanalliance.org um instagram uh at run jlc r-u-n-j-l-c it's all about running for me on that one like running is my baby now like that's mm -hmm. that's my thing so but definitely like a lot of people have been hitting me up on that um my, i got my run crew go hard right here i gotta rep them real quick i'm gonna do a run after this nice. but uh yeah man that's just probably the best way just to get in contact with me is probably through instagram mm -hmm. just following me there and just uh shooting me a message um i probably need to do like twitter or something else some people was like well you need to get another social media i am on facebook <laughs> you can find me on facebook i think it's just jason l clinton on there as well too so i'm i'm definitely on facebook i'm not always active on facebook though mm -hmm. so i'm i'm a lot more active on uh instagram just because i follow a lot of uh just run groups and different runners and things like that mm -hmm. and when it comes to health and fitness like that's like my like I said, that's where I get giddy because of all the people that I follow and like seeing your podcast and different things like that. So Instagram is probably the best way. Awesome. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's if you're not on Instagram now, like I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, And I just got on. This is still recent for me. So <laughs> I'm on Instagram like what maybe I know it's been over a year now, so it's still new. So it's still things where. Like I'm trying to, I'm asking people like, how do you do this? Like, how do you, oh, you need an app, another app to do this, to repost. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I still it's... feel like a newbie on Instagram and stuff too. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting my foot in there. I'm getting my foot in there. But that's definitely the best way to, um, to reach me because I'm most active on Instagram. So run JLC. Awesome. So I'll, I'll include that in the uh, show description so everybody can, can follow you and. Yep. If you're listening right now, you better go follow Jason ASAP. Otherwise, you're missing out. So, yeah. All right, man. So to conclude, mm -hmm. what is a piece of advice or a piece of information that you think everybody needs to hear? Okay. Um, two quotes, actually. Two quotes. Um, one is from Les Brown, who I feel is probably the most popular public speaker of our time right now. And it's actually just two words that he says. It's, it's possible. You know, mm. it's possible. There's always going to be times where we are doing things that where we may feel like it's too hard or we set goals that we may feel like it's too hard or we just don't even feel like we're capable of doing certain things. He always said, just start with it's possible. Once you mm. tell yourself that you start with it's possible, then you work from that. You don't have to think like, all right, I have to be doing this. I have to be doing this. Like, just start with this possible. Mm. And then the second one is from my mentor, uh, Sean Croxton. Uh, he says it's all the time, but it's uh, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Mm. So after we, we have to build our way up, right? We have to build our way up. Start little, but those things, they, they start to build. And like mm. I said before, like success breeds more success. So you, you start to... To, to climb the ladder, you build on the little things, and then you just go from there. But if you try to hit the home run every time, it's just going to be nothing but frustration. So, yes, just start with this possible, and remember, little by little, little becomes a lot. Mm. That's excellent. That's good stuff. It's so easy to forget. Like, things take time. Good things take time, yep. but they're, they're worth doing. And yep. 
And if you're consistent, then you'll end up where you want to be. So awesome. Jason, this has been so fun. I really I know, enjoyed it. I know. It's, we got to do another one. You got to get me back on here again. For, man, you know it, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. I think you might have to start a podcast and uh, then you can bring me on as a guest. Hey, to be honest with you, like me doing this and just seeing you do it, like it's I, I do. I want to do a podcast now. So yeah, I'm going to be hitting you up for that type of stuff, too, man. So definitely. Awesome. This has been a dope experience. Yeah, man. It's like it feels like we're we're still just hanging out at LA Fitness, just just chatting. You wouldn't even know it's been years, <laughs> years <laughs> in between this whole thing. It's just crazy how that works. You it know? is. It's phenomenal. Yeah. But again, seriously, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. I know everybody who is watching and listening has uh has learned a lot and uh and. They better go follow you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this, man. For sure. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. And uh, stay tuned for the next podcast, which will drop in approximately one week from when when you're watching and listening to this one. So, all right, y'all. Take care.